Hey, it's kind of strange going to a nail salon right now, but you still want your nails to look fire, even if it's just to use the remote or you want to bling up your Zoom call. Fancy Tips Beauty has got you. Brittany Nelson is a licensed cosmetologist who just launched Fancy Tips Beauty on Etsy, so your nails can still look amazing. Fancy Tips Beauty has affordable press-on nails delivered right to your door. All orders include nail glue, nail file, and buffer. No sizing required. So go to Etsy, search for Fancy Tips Beauty, all one word, and order today. Right now, Fancy Tips Beauty has gorgeous creamsicle, ruby dazzle, and icy queen nail sets. Fancy Tips Beauty, for those who desire salon quality for half the time and price. Ashland. Hello and welcome to Action Podcast. This is Lisa and Andre and Ian. Hello. Hello. Coming to you half dead from 2020. <laughs> you know, I feel like we should never take these episodes down because maybe... We should what? We should never take these episodes down, like, ever. I'll never take. Even yeah. if the podcast ends one day, God forbid. I feel like we'll all look back and go, what was happening? How did they slowly go insane? When did they become cannibals? Yep. You know, when was it okay to to murder people openly in the streets? When did the purge become real? We'll go, hey, there's this podcast. All these podcasts we'll be listening to. But this American life will be acting like nothing's going on. Like it's perfectly cool. True. They always, they always have that distance of things. Even though we're in the middle of a shit show, they seem to like... Even though Ira is doing the podcast from his closet with his shoes off, <laughs> he makes it sound like nothing's going on. Come over to Ashland, and we're like, what the actual motherfucking unzipped shit is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the good news before we get to kind of like the, what's going on is uh, the Emmys are on tonight in its pandemic form, and out the gate, looks like Shit's Creek is sweeping. What were the Emmys for? It's they're they're sweeping. They've it's I think they're only just an hour in. Um, Dan Levy has already won for outstanding writing, outstanding directing. Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Le Eugene Levy have won Emmys for acting. So has Annie Murphy for outstanding supporting actress. And literally five minutes ago, it just won the Emmy for best comedy series. Whoa, work. I mean, deserved. Also, not surprised. But the Joneses, Jasmine. And um, Ron Cephas Jones, mm -hmm. first father-daughter duo to win Emmys. So that's right. Also work. Um, yeah. So that's cool to hear. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I haven't been keeping up with them today. It was kind of cats and rats. But um, good for Shit's Creek. If you guys haven't yeah. seen Shit's Creek yet. You guys see Shit's Creek. What are you doing? What are you doing? What yeah. What are you doing with your life? The, the new, the last season is going to be on Netflix next month. So I'm assuming that a lot of people are finally going to catch up and we'll be talking about it again. So I'm excited for that. But I was actually watching a little bit of the, the live stream on Twitter of the Emmys. And it's, it's really weird. I hate this year so much. <laughs> it's like, they're, they're like, um, the nominees are placed behind the microphone at tables, six feet apart. And they're all wearing masks. And the person that gives the actual award is like in a full tuxedo hazmat suit. And I'm just like, just imagine showing this picture to someone from 2019. Yeah. Just imagine. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I started doing things like this. I, I don't know what we were doing today around the house, but I oh, know what it was. I was about to go outside and meet the got junk guys. 
And I was walking outside without my mask, and I'm, I'm acting like it's 2019. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> crazy. Oh, yeah. I'm always forgetting my mask everywhere. It's so crazy. It's just like, what? who am I? Who am I walking But there around? are there are things that they're doing now that is kind of like, you guys weren't doing this before. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, the, like yeah. in New York City, like, we're going to be cleaning the subways more than once a day. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, movie theaters, when they opened back up again, they were like... Yeah, we're going to be cleaning thoroughly between every showing. And I'm like, we should have been <laughs> doing this already. Airplanes were like, okay, we'll get the spooge off the seats. Okay, yeah. if you need to. <laughs> yeah, we found, I think we found out in 2020 many, many, many things. But one of the things I think is going to hit the list is just how filthy, dirty people are. Human beings are disgusting. No wonder animals yes. like try to eat us in the wild. We suck. We just suck. Yes. Yeah. Kind of brought so a lot if, of this shit on anything, ourselves. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, if anything, I hope I hope stuff like that stays around for at least a couple more years. But you know, I could do with the you know not going out into public and wondering if I'm going to catch a deadly disease. But you know, 2020. I am. Also, this is a tea time, by the way. Welcome to tea time. Oh yes, forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> fuck it. It's As there's I'm no rules anymore. It's tea all time. lawless. It's just Lord of the Flies up in here. Uh, we're doing a tea time. We are, we were gonna do Umbrella Academy. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna tell you folks. I I tried. We watched Umbrella Academy, and then we tried like hell since after we talked to Skinner to get to Umbrella Academy. I kept promoting it, and and it's not that I don't love the show. I love the show. I think you should watch it. It's amazing. There you go. And that's the Umbrella Academy uh, uh, <laughs> episode and scene. We just couldn't we couldn't get there. There's a lot yeah. of crazy shit going on in our lives right now. Um, all of us. But ours kind of got kicked up a notch. We'll get into it. What's going on with uh, in your world, guys? Um, a lot of things, honestly. I started working at um, my mom's daycare, helping out with virtual learning yeah. um, because the public schools here are still um, closed. They're opening back up uh, next week. Um, there's they're, they're going to start bringing back kids that... Um, really need the attention like they really need the the one-on-one and they're gonna start bringing back like first through third grade um with no word about the other grades but i gotta tell you i do not um i don't envy these kids at all it is it is absolutely astonishing how much work they're being given and i'm in charge of like fourth fifth fourth fifth and sixth graders and i look at their low like their coursework and i'm just like why are we piling on all of this, like these assignments on these kids in such a stressful time? Like they had shit due like in the first week of, of school, quote unquote school. I'm just like, it's also very weird. Like, cause they're, they're also like sitting down for most of the day and they're looking at a computer screen for most of the day. And they have like their schedules, I guess the public schools are aware of that and they have like built in, they call them brain breaks where the kids have to like get up and walk around and like go outside or something, but they're like 15 minutes long. Um, I call and... those pot smoking breaks outside, <laughs> but yes. I'm glad they got a name for them in school. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. And it's also the, the website that Chesapeake public schools has decided to use is so convoluted and complex. If I, a 22-year-old college graduate, have trouble navigating this website, what makes you think a fourth grader will have no problem using it? And I'm a techie person, and I'm having trouble figuring out what things are on this goddamn website. Yeah. 
You're not like it's insane. You're not um you're not on location with them, are you? I am. Wow. I am, yeah. We're doing we're doing it's not it's not we're not teaching them, but we're we're meant to be like kind of like monitors to make sure that they get to their Zoom calls on time and like making sure they're not missing assignments and stuff like that. Are you wearing a hazmat suit at work? I know. What's the deal with that? Well, we're all supposed to be wearing masks. And I say supposed to be because kids, it's not that they don't want to wear them. It's that they just forget to. And we'll they like pull them down to talk to someone and then forget to pull them back up. So we're constantly reminding them to like you know, pull it back up. But also like Zoom calls, the, the quality is already shitty enough. But for someone wearing a face mask... And you can't read their lips talking to you. Like, it's almost impossible to know what they're saying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm I'm not as um, anxious about it because our area in particular is doing pretty good. Our cases are on a downward trend. Um, We have a very small, um, at least the ones that have been tested, it's a very small um, percentage of the people that that have been tested or tested positive. So I'm not too worried about it. And they've been in-person... Like kids going to the daycare ever since this thing began and they haven't had a case at all. And hopefully it's going to stay that way. But I am still also just like they you know how kids like to, you know, get up on you and and their their mask will be down. They'll be just like shouting at you and you just have to kindly be like, OK, honey, like take a couple steps back. I can hear you just fine, you know, and you know, put your mask up and then I'll, fa- I'll help you out, you know. Yeah. But it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. That's crazy. You actually went directly face first into the germ factory. I know so, you're just like yeah. surrounded by super spreaders. But things are constantly being wiped down. Like any toys they play with is is always disinfected multiple times during the day. Set like the children on fire a couple of times <laughs> to make sure you burn away all the COVID. We're keeping them safe, but again, they're kids. Like it's it's hard to make them wear a mask for eight hours a day. Yeah, it's, some kids it's are fine with it, but some kids are like uh, they they really hate it. Yeah, but I don't blame. Also, them. one thing I'm noticing is that it's something really interesting because I'm working with younger kids. And in that first week, anytime like the video call quality would degrade in the slightest, it was like devastating for them. They had no idea. They would come up to me and go, Mr. Andre, the teacher is like glitching and she's freezing and like her voice keeps going in and out. And I'm just like, it's we can't do anything, honey. Like you just you just have to wait it out. But I realized that the reason they're reacting this way is that these kids have grown up with the internet already in place. So they're used to 1080p 4K quality all the right, time. And right. they've had no reason to be on a conference call until now. And yeah. to them, it's so wild that it's not that. Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. They're talking like the space station mirror and like, you know, the early 90s when they were just trying shit out. I mean, right. I, I'm, I wonder how badly this generation is just getting warped. Mm-hmm. You know, is this, if speaking of Umbrella Academy... Is this generation being warped into literally causing the extinction event? Because they're just going to be so fucking sick of it. They're just going to be by middle school going, let's just uh, let's end this. Let's just uh, blow this shit up. Go to Mars. Well, here's how I see it. It's like the millennials were all too broke to do anything. The Gen Z are all fired up and they're going to start the revolution. And then whatever generation is after Gen Z is going to win the revolution. <laughs> like, Hopefully. Yeah. When everybody's in robot bodies and there's 10 of us. I think I think they're dead ass called Generation Alpha. I think that's what the name of their generation is called. Really? Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It Let sounds appropriately militaristic. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's where we're headed. It's going to be It's crazy. pretty kick ass. Like 
Ian, how are you doing, Center's like mentally? Alpha. Where are you in the in the pandemic? If there's a if there's a if we're gonna put it on a clock, where are you? Um, well, I've been working nonstop since like six thirty today, so you're like at midnight. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> you're fucking tired. <laughs> you're like <laughs> that's it. That's your update. That's my update. He's been so great. He's uh, I would just launch into the fact that uh, our niece landed kind of unexpectedly uh, in sort of an emergency kind of situation where with her as she's about to give birth, like she's about a week, two weeks out. She's about to drop her, her and her husband are here long, long story short. So they're here. And so at first we were like in lockdown mode, kind of going, what? We didn't have a great reaction. I'm just going to tell you our first reaction was like, what the fuck? It, it, it not, it was not personal against the niece or the nephew, it was just like, what are we doing now? Like, we were over here playing Fallout, chilling, counting down to election, you know, shit like that, and then this happened. But I have to say, what, 16, 18, we're 20 days later? We're we're locked and we're ready, we're in battle mode, but I got to tell you, it's been a weird time getting here. So today, we've been shedding. We were in the middle, we were going to do this as our fall, winter project, but quietly, slowly clean out some deep closets that haven't been touched mm-hmm. in forever. Uh, and so now family is kind of, we, we're, we're going to be in baby mode. So it's probably my fault. Kicking it into high gear and like really wanting to just get everything cleaned out and ready so that the family's moving around in an environment that's not like packed. The closets probably could have waited, you know? <laughs> so I'm getting a divorce. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys have me use some dating tips uh, because uh, I think this is it. I think I finally, I think today was the last draw. <laughs> what do you think, Ian? No, I'm just going to get up tomorrow and do the same thing. You're going you're gonna to clean more classes that tomorrow? Just going to do more work. Aww. We're going we're gonna to create work that needs to be done. But we're almost there. We've got the, oh, actually, I'm going to the desert tomorrow. You are going to the I'm desert gonna, tomorrow? I'm going to take that, that chair out there. We're, uh, if you guys want, if there's anybody in need of a cult in the desert, we have plenty of chair, um, chairs for you. If you want to get married in the desert, the chairs don't match. Uh, we have reasonable rates, about 50 cents per chair. Um, so if you, if you're wanting to plan your wedding in the desert on five acres of scrub and nothing else, we have plenty of chair, plenty of chairs for you. Well, maybe not now when all of it's on fire, but. Po- in a couple months, sure. Post COVID. Post COVID. Post COVID. Yeah. I don't Anything's know. possible post COVID. I mean, it's it's a perfect place to socially distance. You can set your chair 15 feet away from the other person. You know, we have about 80 chairs. Uh, like I said, if you're if you're having starting a cult or having meetings that you want to be in an exotic place in like 114 uh, degree weather, very. You've already got the red to. sun. You like that's the, half of it right there. The danger sun. So if you are you're into that, if you're sick of your Zoom calls. Let me know. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, no, he's exhausted. I feel like I'm never going to ask him to do anything ever again. Um, or I'm just going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of dating, you were telling me a little fun thing that you're doing these days. I mean, it's hardly fun, but um, no, it's not fun at all. I made the perilous mistake of redownloading Tinder And you know what? I'm in a new phase in how I see dating in that I literally think everyone else is the problem. (laughs) Like for the longest time, I was like, what's wrong with me? (laughs) What am I doing wrong? 
but now like I, I'm like out of college. I've got my life settled. I've got a job. I'm doing things that make me happy and I'm feeling my best self and I'm seeing everyone else not rising to my level. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's a good. Place so to I'm be. just like, you what is so? wrong yeah. no. with everybody else? Because yeah. I downloaded it because I was like, OK, work. Everything else is working out in my life. Let's try this again because mm-hmm. different circumstances, different phase of my life, whatever. And then I realized, I don't know if it's the Virginia crowd over here. The problem is half of them are like military because we have so many naval bases and I'm not about that. So you don't like a man in uniform? No, it's an automatic swipe left for me because they're always moving around. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not willing to like uproot myself every six months. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. Well, what are you dating? Sorry. Are you dating long term for a boyfriend? Are you dating for, oh, okay. So you're. I don't want a boyfriend. I want a relationship. You want a relationship on Tinder? If that makes sense. If that makes sense. On Tinder. Girl, I know so many people who have met like their husbands and wives on Tinder. Really? It's crazy. Yes. It must have changed. I I haven't been on Tinder in like a (laughs) long million years of time. So the last time I was there, it was like a good place to get an STD, um, have a kidney stolen. um, It's not really a hookup app. It's not not anymore? It started out as a hookup app, but now it's it's more it's in like an actual bona fide dating app. Do you think that is because of the pandemic? Do you think that sort of pushed these sites to be more about relationships? No, it's been like that for a couple of years now. Oh, I had you still no get idea. like the odd person being like just just into hooking up, but Here's most of it is. I'm sorry, I didn't right? <laughs> well, you can't even send pictures. That's why I noticed you can't send pictures in the oh. chat. So I think that was their way of like um, not being a hookup app is that they they took away the the option to give pictures i like that um yeah but here's the the thing though is like it's weird when like so i match with a guy right and we're talking and he's either dry as a bone or just like wholly uninterested and i'm just like why are we even just wasting each other's time and i realized like that it's just just this weird culture of oh like it's a notification on my phone and I got to answer it. And it's not just like, I realize I'm like asking way too much of a dating app here, but maybe like a good conversation is like, maybe not so much to ask for. Um, Especially like I've been in so many, just in this two weeks alone, have so many conversations where I click with the guy really well and then just never talk to them again and just get, just either get ghosted or just get unmatched on the whole or they start asking me, (laughs) <laughs> or they start asking me for my Snapchat because they want to send dip pics, like, yeah. and I'm just like, what, whatever. So I deleted it. I'm, I'm done with it now. I had two weeks of it. I was good. That was it. You, you know? said that, so you've bounced off a of Tinder. Okay. okay. I bounced off of it. Okay. And okay. hopefully for the last time, I literally one of my resolutions. Although I don't know if these those even matter in this fucking year, but one of my resolutions was I wasn't going to do dating apps anymore, and I kept my word for nine months. Right. You know. But it was two weeks, shortest time ever, just done with it. Well, I mean, after, so step after up, y'all. Nazis, fire, pandemic, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, earthquakes, murder hornets. You know, sometimes you just, you want to go back on Tinder for two weeks. I don't, I don't blame you at yeah. all. I don't, you know. Sister need yeah. to do what a sister need to do. You just pop in. It's just frustrating. Out. That's right. That's right. And then yeah, change it's your frustrating, and, and I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to get rid of things in my life that in my life that causes me to be anxious or frustrated. Yeah. So same. I'm not I, I'm not about like that self flagellation bullshit. Like yeah. I'm done. It's t- it's so tough out there. I mean, I don't think any. I think it's just it's for so many reasons. We should just start like 
start doing like a section on like relationships every week because I feel like there's one of those things where if anybody says they know they have it figured out, they're fucking lying. There's, oh, yeah. There's no one sure way that it happens. I didn't even know people could find like real relationships on Tinder. So that's something I learned. That's crazy. And I've also had friends meet at bars and have four kids and like live happily ever after, after, you know, like all kinds of stuff. Then I've had friends like perfect couple, house picked out, did everything right. And then you hear about the screaming fight they had in the middle of the street and the horrible acrimonious divorce. So there's mm-hmm. no, there's someone gets stabbed right in the, using the <laughs> cheekbone with like a, a wedding gift. Or where the kid yeah. is stabbing like the mom's lover yeah. in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it's at. That's what's happening. In Florida, yeah. Yep. In Florida. Um, or Huntington I Beach. I would love that or because I have, I, have, <laughs> I have so many lessons learned from the one relationship, the one real relationship that I had. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because like straight people have very different goals, but like gay people, we're not like our goals are not like have kids, get a house, get married. Our goals is just find someone and be happy. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? No, like I they're think, so no, they're so th- different. The straights, I think, I think it depends on the straights because straights are not monolith- monolithic either. Just like queers are not True. monolithic. So, yeah, I mean, that would be us. We just want to be happy. I just want to get, you know, what would make me happy is if my house would burn down. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just joking. Everyone just wants to be happy. I just want to be happy. I just want, I don't want to live a minimalistic, happy life with my husband and a dog where we don't have to like be fixing something all the time or clearing something out and the house doesn't smell like Abraham Lincoln's taint because there's some (laughs) dusty shit in the house. Like, I just want simple things. But I think at some point I probably should, to make my significant other happy, I just should live with where I am and just stop because (laughs) I'm breaking him in half. You threw out another $400. Yes, $400 a day got junk. How many pounds? I think the guy said it was 340 pounds. Worth of just old oh clothes. Oh, my God. Molded. The last one was 700 Yeah. And before that was probably About several a more hundred. So. Yeah. There's just a lot Christ. of shit. They have a lot of shit. It's just but like, that, must feel, that must feel good, though, to get rid of all that. I want to say yes, but when you just know that you're kind of still not done with it, you celebrate mm-hmm. a rate of victory. I don't want to take away what Ian did, or he will stab me in the cheek with a wedding gift or something, <laughs> um, or have a child do me in. But uh, there's just more shit. But I just, just know there's more shit. There's just like a, lots of shit in the house. And it's like you make a dent and you make a dent and you make a dent. I looked in the closets today and I was like, oh, my God, what huge work. I also couldn't believe that how much shit was in there. But you just think it just makes me take stock of like I, I throw a bunch of my shit away today. Stuff that I thought I would never show away, throw away gunmetal, gunmetal stuff that I had down to the gunmetal. I threw the, my clarinet hmm. from... Uh, middle school on, I finally threw away. I'm like, what the hell? You, are you ever? No. Uh, the baby doll, the baby tender love that we were practice swaddling, uh, gone. There was, But I was just like, it's not even like rewarding myself. It's like, just don't stop. Stop collecting anything. I don't want to collect anything. This year makes me want to shed everything. Uh, more, yeah. more. I'm a big shedder anyway, but this year is like, I don't even want to start all over. I just want to get rid of the past. Period. Yeah. Tomorrow it's going to be. It's tomorrow it's going to be. It probably doesn't feel like it in the moment, but it, it really is cleansing because the things we hold on to, especially things that have memories attached to them, hold their own kind of energies. Yeah. And we can feel that even if we're not conscious of it. And getting rid of it or like when pe- it's like the same thing when people like burn um, possessions of like their exes to like finally sure. let go of that relationship. Or it's their the house down. Thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. Nothing I've never done. I've never done the that. The house too. Never done that. The I house mean, too. 
or a car. I've never, I don't know somebody's car on fire. <coughs> anyway, uh, listen, I paid for the crime. I did my time. So, yeah, we're in that shedding moment. I think we're all feeling it. And we didn't know how the pandemic was going to work out. It's still going on. We don't know what's going to happen in 45 days with the election. But I'm in that place where more than I normally am, in the fall I'm a big shedder. I don't want to have anything. Like, probably have zero possessions. I have, like, if Marie Kondo were, like, I don't know what the analogy would be. Marie Kondo were, like, dropping acid <laughs> just going fuck the sparking joy just oh just open the, the back doors of the truck and just tossing it in because <laughs> i'm not going to miss any of this stuff i'm not going to miss any of it and i feel like maybe that's me trying to have control of a year that is spinning out of control mm-hmm. um yeah it's probably something like that I, I always do these kinds of things when i feel like i'm i don't have any control over my surroundings but mm-hmm. uh yeah Let's talk real quick about that RB. makes sense. Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. I mean, I I wasn't shocked. I was just I was feeling like this poor woman. She's eighty seven years old. She's like worked up like the, the on her deathbed. She's having to work. She's doing work on her deathbed. She's issuing statements. Don't let them replace me until there's a new president. You know, like up to the bitter end. And I guess the question is, am I naive? Should we have lifetime appointments to the bench? I think that's an antiquated. No. Idea. I've always been an active opponent. I get that. I don't. I don't understand that. That don't woman deserved a good twenty-five years of retirement, kicking it, golfing, yogaing, whatever she does. That yeah. was just criminal. And now you know what the Nazis are going to do. They're going to get. You know, they're probably going to put uh, Ann Coulter in there or some shit. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't. Even I. Know. I don't understand. Like why. Why just a Supreme Court justice gets lifelong appointments? Like, why is it just literally no other seat in our government gets that? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, we also have term, we need term limits. I mean, I remember Strom Thurmond being like, what, 92 when he died? And I'm like, what the fuck? He remembers when, like, the slaves were building the White House. Why the fuck should this guy be in there? That's why we need fresh blood. That's why we, even if somebody's doing a good job, we need to, like, turn around and go, all right, who's the, who are the next ideas? Because when we yeah. get to Generation Alpha, are they still going to be dealing with crusty-ass fucking white dudes telling them, like, some old-ass shit from, like, the 60s? It doesn't Probably. It doesn't feel like... I mean, here's the thing. I've said it on this podcast before, and I want to be clear because I think I was telling this to a, a, somebody in my family and they were getting pissed at me. I'm bracing myself for a Trump presidency because I talk to a lot of people in my business that I do outside liberal bubbles and... It certainly feels like it's it, it's going that way, or there's a pretty good chance at it. So, but when I when I am embracing myself, that's not acceptance. That's not me going, oh well, authoritarianism, yum. But I have stopped taking in social media. We've both put our foot on the on the brakes about that. I'm just not. I just don't want to participate in a lot of it anymore because I'm being annoyed by both sides. And I'm having to hunker down and find out what my coping mentality is going to be. Because if we get Biden, the Nazis are still running afoot. You don't put that genie back in the bottle. The, the virus doesn't automatically recede on November 3rd. You know, it's a good thing if Biden gets elected. I'm going to vote for him. Not because I love the dude, but because it's better than full Nazi. At the same time, I'm not accepting it. And I feel like people around me are... When, I don't mind them being fervent, but... 
get your foot foot off my fucking neck. I've been more political than any of these people around me. I like I introduced them to the podcast they're listening to. I introduced them to like social media and stuff like that. And then I'm just getting people putting their foot on my neck and I'm just like, get off of me. You know, let me I'm not uninformed. I just kind of feel a little bit of the rub of that. And it's made me want to just go completely off the grid. And then I watched Social Dilemma today on Netflix. And I, shit, we already know. We are the product. But it's all these guys who created Twitter and Google and Facebook and Mozilla and ev- all of it. All the shit. Pinterest. Everything you're on. And they're all like, oh, we created it to do this other thing. And oh, shit, now it's taking over. They, we're not waiting on AI. The AI is us. It's here. It's already running perfectly in the background mm-hmm. it's worth it it's about an hour 20 minutes uh, if you don't know that these things are operational they are they're all very alarmed all of these people who started these platforms are scared to death because it is shaping this authoritarian message because authoritarians are weaponizing all of it the, it's not just the russians it's not just putin it's Anyone who's opportunistic, who wants to move the needle by 1%, change human condition, human behavior, the, the notifications, we knew this. It's like the, 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 the guy who invented the like button didn't know he was going to uh, be part of the problem of rising teen suicide in young girls and young women. You know, he didn't know that. He's mm-hmm. horrified. These guys are all Oppenheimer. We have become death. And one guy cautioned, he said, this could be existentially the end of us. And I don't think they're being overly dramatic. You should check it out. So I was already in that. I think it was like, what, after the the Democratic National Convention, you and I started feeling some type of ooky. Well, I mean, just the 24-hour news cycle, you know, whether you're on the right or the left, is just an onslaught. You know, and, and even though it's like they you believe in some of the things, it's like they're just shoving this agenda down your throat. And they're pitting you against each and other. And yeah, so by the time you do have a conversation with someone who thinks differently, you're already tooled up and you want to punch the motherfucker in the face. Yeah. So what, what good is that? Well, this is what I'm saying. Let's just get rid of the two-party system altogether. Why do we have it? The, the, the only thing the two-party system does is to create two cultish sides that don't ever exist in the middle or come together to work something out. And they become like a cult. And I'm not just talking about the MAGAs. Like, the left... Oh, fuck yeah. In in some level or another, is also very cultish in their beliefs. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we live let's in a give, neighbor- Let's just we throw the whole government away and start God. over. We, I, I grew up in what would become MAGA country... The remnants of the Jim Crow South, all that kind of stuff. Now I live in a very shrill, lefty, screaming, liberal place where it, it's – I'm not saying they're Nazis. Come on. I, they're head and shoulders a bit above uh, people who want to put uh, kids in cages and give women hysterectomies against their will. They're not those people. They're, they're not – there's no good people on both sides. But they're, they're not helping. Your shrillness, your craziness, your – fucking thing that you're doing is not helping and it's, it's been used to like you know it's, it's weaponized against them yeah because all you got to do is put up a mirror and everyone's like uh jesus yeah shut well, up the problem with the problem with what's what liberals are doing is it's the liberal white people 
that are like, this is the only way things should be. And then by POC, people are like, that's not how it is for us. Right. But then the liberal white people yeah. are like, no, it's it's the same. It's like, like I've noticed a lot on Twitter and for some reason, weirdly, specifically like queer white women are like, this is how you should treat trans people. And then like by POC, trans people are like, that does not apply to us. We're not all one experience. And then they get defensive and offended. Like, oh, you're invalidating my experiences and blah, blah, blah. Like it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the, it's the monolithic um, idea of the marginalized experience Yeah, is what it is. And that's what is, what is degrading this party. And I'm sorry, both parties are, they're just not, they're just not parties at no. this point. no. The Republican Party, the both Democratic cults. Party, as we know it, yeah. are gone. Yeah. I agree, and well, and, and good riddance. Um, what, 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 hearkening to what Skinner was saying, you know, America has to die, and there are people who are, you know, going. Well, I hope wins, uh, Trump wins to watch it all burn to the ground. But I don't think anybody's right. I don't think, I don't think if Trump wins that this goes exactly the way Tucker Carlson and all these other people are saying it's going to go. I think. I think it's just going to America's going to do American American yeah. shit. We never follow anybody's model. We're not going to no. be Venezuela or or anybody else. We're going to be good old flaming on fire shitstorm yeah. America. That's the fucking America. We we fucking pandemic differently than everyone else. Right. I mean, come on now. We do go big. You know, 200,000 people. So we I don't think and again, I'm not please don't misunderstand me. I'm not being a nihilist. I'm not being a fatalist, but I am taking, we are both pulling way back and going, where am I? In the big mall of America that is on fire. Am I on the food court mm -hmm. level? Am I near the parking lot? And then if you, th that there's that whole thing with uh, John uh, Mulaney is like talking about Trump. He's like, Trump is like a horse in a hospital. It's like, yeah. he's a horse in a hospital. He's never been yeah. in a hospital before. We don't know what he's going to do. I feel like that's kind of where we are, and RBJ, R, R, Ruth dies, and I went on Twitter, and I was like, I just dropped my phone. My phone literally flamed up in my hand. People were just like, It's like, this year, this year, this year, this year, like 2021 is not going to come along and just fuck you. No, I just feel like we, I, okay, I'm not going to tell y'all what to do. I am getting my mind right. I'm getting myself in a different frame of mind. Mm -hmm. And I don't, that's an ongoing process every day that I wake up. But all the yeah. other stuff, the, the old shit I've been doing, staying super informed, that was about to kill me. My hypertension is kicking in full gear. My, my watch is like, you need to call the emergency room. Shall we call <laughs> the 911 for you? You're you done. Know, <laughs> you're basically. So I feel like, it got to take a moment. I think both of us are like this, right? Where are you, Ian? I mean, I'm I'm also, yeah, I'm also there with y'all. Where are you, Ian? Like, what is same. your... Same. I'm the same. I'm, I'm glad I unplugged. I just got a lot of pl on my plate. A lot of shit needs to get done. We got to produce a baby. You know? Well, we, di we didn't. We're not producing the baby. But we <laughs> have to be here in a support system. You're executive producing the We're baby. We're executive producing the baby. Exactly. I guess, is Gabe, <laughs> Gabe is line producing the... I don't know. Um, <laughs> would he be the agent? And I'm the guy for just hoping it all goes okay. Just, just okay, I'm from over here. But you know, like it's it's one of these things where 
You're the post guy come calling in remotely. There you go. There you That's go. Right. That's right. Make sure the files are coded Ian, correctly. Ian, do you think you can send us a, an audio file of a baby crying? Yes. Exactly. The one See? we got on the I day. I feel like we need. Good. I feel like we need a ring light. Uh, can anybody get a? Uh, she needs to. Can she, we? Can yeah. we? Can we EQ the the baby monitor in the background because it's really annoying? Exactly. Yeah. I feel like that's what's going on. But you know, like you you we didn't expect we were going to be in this place. I think we're locked in for that. I I think I'm grateful for the distraction. Uh, we want to be here for our niece and nephew. We want to make sure that they're taken care of. That that this goes right. You know, there's still a pandemic going on, and is she getting the right care? Because this was a kind of I don't want to go into their personal business on the podcast, but this has been just watching both of them go, what the fuck's happening next? A series of just things out of people's control, and we all just had to have to do it. And, and when this last piece of it, they were going to go to another place that ended up having to come back here. They literally drove way up north in California and had to turn around within 24 hours, 12 hours. I called up Ian, and I told him where we were, and he just didn't even – pause i said this is what we're doing he goes this is what we're doing and we that's what we're doing this is what we're doing now we're doing um we're doing a baby well i've we've already kind of talked about this but i feel like all of this is happening for a reason sure and i think the universe was like y'all need to stop watching the 24-hour news cycle on your 7,000 tvs that you have in your home (laughs) yes because even even when you told i i remember you saying on like a phone call or something that the news is constantly on and I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to rub you the wrong way but I I was automatically thinking that's going to stress them out a lot yeah it was on I remember being like but I'm glad that you're that you're stepping away from it because it's there's only so much there's only so much bad stuff that we can take it's the this is the other idea coming from the left is that you have to constantly be angry at everything all the time or you don't care and we cannot survive like that as humans that's right we should be informed and we should be dedicated to making our country great but not whatever is happening now like and also also at this point again it's 2020 something bad happens it we're all just like all right next 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 swipe up swipe up it doesn't even phase us anymore, you know? Well, I think I, I had to say it, it does for me, and I'm not trying to be a contrarian. I go, well, fuck, because that's all I can do. I can't fix it. I can't undead yeah. someone. I can't, yeah. I can't go and change a bunch of MAGA people. I had a great conversation with my cousin. Um, our other cousin in the middle of this uh, got seriously injured. Uh, she's my cousin. She's like my sister. She's been on the podcast before, Tina. Um, she fell and, and broke a bunch of things. <laughs> uh, she's doing her own stunts these days. Uh, please don't hire her. She's done enough. <laughs> so like, she had this like freak accident, and so we're like, what the fuck? And I broke my shoulder in the pandemic. But I was talking to her, her brother, who's a conservative guy, libertarian guy. Uh, he has friends from all walks of life. He's got several businesses, but, you know, he, he's, a, he's a MAGA guy. But we had like a really pleasant conversation. And he at the end of it, he goes, you know, I really appreciate this. I appreciate us being able to talk. And I said, I miss it. I miss being able to talk to Republicans and conservatives without the screeching and the whining and the craziness. And we never, it never got there. It never went there. We had just a pleasant 
conversation around things, and I miss that. I miss just talking to people. I Because ultimately, and he said, he's out there in the world. He goes, I see more of that than I see people screeching at each other. Because he said, I'm not on social media. I don't see any of that shit out in the heartland. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But it does get blown up and blown out of proportion. So, Well, I won't say I've had pleasant conversations with Republicans. I have had calm conversations because I think the moment that you let your emotions get the best of you, then you're just screaming at each other and there's no point in whatever you're doing. But I've, I was having a, a conversation um, the, in the past couple of days with a, a, a re, like they've voted Republican all their life and they're like starting to think differently for this election. But um, like it's, I, I don't want to get too much into it, but like one thing that I keep noticing about Republicans is like the one thing that they absolutely cannot stand is people thinking they're bad people because they're Republican. Oh. And and I I kind of get it, but also just like how much are you letting that affect you? Like I'm so, like there's people literally being killed in the street for their skin color and you can't handle people thinking you're a bad person because of a political ideology that you can change at any moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just something I keep noticing. Or it's just like stuff like I can't do this thing or I can't say this thing. And I'm like, just don't do or say it. Your life will literally not be infected in any significant way. I think it's because, you know, I grew up in an environment where uh, women weren't valued at all. We were basically just, you know, dumb monkeys that were supposed to do men work. So I was called so many names growing up that in, I finally kind of dealt with it and went, you know, and started fighting back. I think what if somebody calls me like some crazy liberal pinko commie or all the stuff that they call the snowflake thing. I remember a lot of liberals freaking out because we're being called snowflake. And I was like, really? But I got weirded out about cuckold. I'm like, eh, that says a lot more about you than me. But uh, yeah. like all the name, there's a lot of just, but I get, if you, you got to watch social uh, dilemma because it does kind of get into like, these are just, this is part of the plan. This is the system. This is how it works now. And there's a lot of that tooling up. But if you step out of the stream, if you step out of the, the lights of the car that's coming toward you, it doesn't hit you. And I think that's where I am now. You know, I'm just like, oh, I'm not going to get hit by that car. There's a lot of great ideas. Like, uh, you know, electoral college, fuck that. Lifetime appointments, fuck that. Term limits, fuck that. The two parties are w they're gross, whatever. Um, you should be able to be president starting at 25. You know, shit like that. I don't feel like you should or, be like a yeah. million years old and be president. I feel like you should actually divest from your businesses. You should, probably shouldn't be accused of rape. But, you know, all of these people who are all hugged up on the founders, y'all don't even know who the founders are. You know, this thing yeah. has been <laughs> fucked from since the day. I mean, country got started on genocide. So I, I just kind of like getting out of that stream and being educated in a different way and listening to ourselves. And I think we're all I think the three of us for sure, when we talk, I can feel like we kind of tend to all s tend to be running in the same kind of lanes. Well, together. I think we're all I mean, all three of us know exactly what we stand for and what we believe in what we're gonna do that's right i mean it's just i've already given my 12 dollars. i know who i'm voting for there's no why do i need to go out and scream yeah it's ridiculous it's um, it's exhausting i fully cannot see ian <laughs> sorry i just realized he's I just totally him. black yeah just full uh, he's just like investigation <laughs> discovery anonymousness realness <laughs> speaking of go. scary spooky season i'm so excited <laughs> because um maybe next weekend when we're not you know half dead we'll uh hang up our spooky scary stuff but i'm excited because it's our anniversary time there's going to be a baby yeah. we were laughing that you know it's the first year is paper or wood 
Our seventh year anniversary is going to be uh, flesh and bone. Flesh and bone newborn. It's going to be that's the new, that's the new uh, anniversary <laughs> gift. What do you have? You prepared? Are you? Have it's, you placenta. <laughs> it's placenta. It's <laughs> placenta. Placenta. <food. laughs> Yay! Oh, so oh my god, fried placenta. Yeah. Yes. That scene from American <laughs> Horror Story where she like fries fries up her placenta oh like a pork chop. It's so oh. crazy. Oh my god. So no, I'm you know, it's spooky season, y'all. Yes, I'm, it is. I'm really excited for it. My dad, it was so funny cuz I I have always like butted heads with my parents growing up cuz I always wanted to be that house that just went so fucking extra for Halloween. You know, like full yes. head to toe transformation. Right. And uh, the best that that I got was I was able to get like fake webs and like a pumpkin or two, you know, because they didn't want to spend money on all of that. But I'm telling you, like after the divorce, my dad is so excited about these new things. Like literally I was just at his house and he's like, it was, this was like also like uh, two weeks or last week, two weeks ago. Um, So it wasn't even like, again, fully near October even. And he was like, do you want to go Home Depot and get a bunch of Halloween decorations? And I'm like, Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> of course. And he's like, but we're on a budget. And he didn't tell me what the budget was, but apparently that budget is more than $300. Or I guess, I don't want, that's what it costs. The full, everything we got was $350 worth of Dad. shit. And I was thinking like $100. But what, he started like just putting shit. We had like three Home Depot carts just full of decorations. You were sending them and we, the, the pics and I'm like, what's happening? Are they like are they throwing <laughs> an extravaganza? What's happening? Are you are you decorating the Queen Mary? What's happening over there? For real. It was great though. The the house looks great. I sent you all a picture. Um yeah, it's fully spooky season. It's it's I'm I'm really excited because it feels like we're actually gonna have a fall this year in yes. Virginia. Okay. Normally like even now in late September we're still tech, typically in like 80 degree weather. But it's been mid sixties, uh, low seventies for the week, and it looks like it's it's going down even more. So I'm thankful because the fall here is actually really beautiful when we actually get the chance, and it doesn't just like like all the leaves drop from the trees in one day, and then it's winter. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm really I'm really excited about it. Although I'm also probably have to thank you guys for the fires because uh, yeah. it's blocking the sun and making everything colder. But <laughs> yes, we're uh, so we're it's a little like <laughs> we're producing the rest of the weather for the rest of the country. Uh, we're sending our weather also <laughs> around the world. We do have exports. We export our uh, entertainment we, business and our fires. Yeah. We got the the apocalypse sun. Yeah, yeah. Like the smoke has made its way over to the east coast. It's crazy. You're welcome. Do you think you're gonna get um, trick or treaters? We were talking about that. I I don't know. We were trying to come up with ways of how to safely do that because we don't want to leave out a bowl. Yeah. That a bunch of people are gonna stick their hands in. I had the idea of just buying like small plastic, uh, small Ziploc bags putting like a candy bar or two in there and then just like throwing it on the lawn and like putting a sign <laughs> like, you know, pick up one bag or something. I don't know. But you're going to socially really distance your candy. That's hilarious. I love yeah. that. Even if you don't do that, take pictures of that and act, act like, you know, you did it. Because I love that idea. We don't it's have dependent a lawn on whether people. That. Yeah, it's dependent on whether people feel safe enough to go trick or treat. But I mean, like. Yeah. It's outside, and you're wearing masks already, probably, depending on your costume. So, That's I don't true. know. 
we're gonna we're probably gonna do something like that but we've noticed that ever since we put our decorations up the houses around us have also started doing their decorations so we're kind of like spreading the the holiday cheer as it were well your dad has gone buck wild i love it i think that's amazing do you think he's gonna go he's crazy so for christmas then I was, yeah, literally about to say, he was, he was, as we were putting up the Halloween decorations, he's like, oh my God, I can't wait for Christmas. We're going to put so many things up. He's He's like, I already got the, I already got the clips on the gutter that we're going to put the Christmas lights up. I'm like, I love this. I love this so much. That's cool. That is really cool when your parent embraces it because Ian was raised with like none of that. He didn't have Christmas at all until we celebrated our first Christmas together. So we got to do something. My dad has just become more excited about life. And yeah. I think it's it's really awesome. That's amazing. We're going to move our piano yeah. to the side. So I think we should just put our Christmas tree right in the middle of the piano room. Yeah. Just go go crazy. But yeah, we're excited. I've, I've just, I'm excited about the season. I think how California's weather is going to go is we're just going to unplug some of the fires. Um, maybe stop some of them. We're going to rake. Finally, the, the president wants us to rake. A lot of us are going to go out this weekend and just rake our leaves because we're just fucking assholes not raking. And uh, and we're probably just gonna stop the fires that way because that's how it's how it works. We just we don't rake. You're gonna save the entire state. Oh, uh, you want to talk about the earthquake a couple of days ago? Yeah, it was kind of like sitting here. Ian had already gone to bed. Gabe was uh, in his room, and and uh, Janelle was in the shower, and the the whole f- ground rumbled underneath us. And I just sort of leaned back and kind of bellowed at the ceiling. I'm like, why not? That's how that went. <laughs> You never get used to it. I've been here 18 years. Ian grew up here. I think he's definitely used to them. I'm not. It's not a thing that I'm ever going to get used to. It's very mm-hmm. unnatural. I just don't want to be in a high-rise building when it happens. No. That's why we refused to look at those kind of places when we were looking for a place to live before we like settle on staying here. I, w- I refuse mm-hmm. to live anything really above one story. I'm like, nah. <laughs> nah, son. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It sucked. It was also it was also just creepily hilarious, and then because that like RB Ruth, I keep calling. I can't say RBG. I don't know why. RBG died that morning, and then the earthquake was in the evening, and it was just like the universe was like, "You just wait." I think everybody should stop tempting fate and going. What else? It's it, could it get any worse? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, bitch, it could get a lot worse. Yeah. Just shut up. <laughs> just shut up. Just stop. Stop saying it. Somebody listening. Something is listening. I was I saw this really great TikTok that was funny and both inspirational and in that, you know, we've been making jokes that 2020 is just like a bad overwritten TV show sure. written by like 25 pe- 25 different people in a writer's room all crammed in there. And someone on TikTok was talking about that in the same terms it was like even though the TV show 2020 is going off the rails and it doesn't make any sense anymore. Just make sure your character gets developed. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. Like develop you as a character oh, yes, exactly. and make it worth watching. Don't let them just like use you as fodder. <laughs> have a point, have, have some business in the 2020 yeah. show. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, even spooky, the, spooky. The, the jokes about it, I'm like, y'all got to come up with fresh jokes. It's like Trump, you know, you just after a while, like, I remember that first six months of Trump in 2017, I was just like, y'all, this is going to get old fast. So I'm like, quit it with the 2020 is like, is like this. I feel like y'all can, y'all can rise to the occasion. But I Did love you that. see that trailer for that Showtime show that they're doing about the uh, Comey? No. 
with Trump and every there they have a Trump actor in there and I was watching it this morning. Oh, I woke yes. up really Wait, early. Yeah, I have seen this. Oh yes. You watched it? I yeah. I don't know about you, but I lost my shit when there was a quick shot of a, of an egg McMuffin and a glass of water on a silver platter. And I'm just like, what am I watching right now? You're watching the president oh my. Eating breakfast, yeah. First of all, the Trump actor is not nearly tan enough, first of all. Right. And he's probably not like, even filled with the worms and demons. I mean, I feel like yeah. you talk about queer casting. I think they should be queer actors in those roles um, for queer <laughs> casting. And I think if you're going to play Trump, I think you should be actually satanic. I think you yeah. should be a full-on Nazi and racist. I feel like you should be a rapist. I feel like we should we should make sure we give proper opportunities to the talent out there <laughs> to play the role. Gonna say. Oh my god. I was just like, oh, we have so much of him in real life. Why do we also have to have him in this TV show? I'm done. Who gonna watch that? I ain't gonna watch that shit. I was like, what are y'all doing? What? And no. I, you know, it's just never gonna be, you know, like we we World War Two, big fucking war. I mean, hence the world part. But, you know, and they keep making those. But what I'm also I'm getting sick of seeing is the retro history. Like, we go back to World War Two. What if the Nazis won? I'm like, guys. What do you mean, what if? We're watching what would happen yeah. if we had to do that all over again. Yes, your neighbor would turn in the, in the Jews. Yes, your neighbor would turn in. Yes, they would. Well, I, I don't want to watch anything that's about that. So shows like that with Trump in them, I'm like, why would you waste your time? Or just villains that are Nazis. Like right. either full Nazis or like a poorly drawn allegory yes. to Nazis. Oh my God. I'm just like. I can't do it Make anymore. an effort. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Schindler's List. Yeah. We get it. It was terrible, but it's didn't stop. It didn't stop. <laughs> what the fuck? God. Uh, yeah, I don't have any more except for to say that um, we uh, we will be back with a special guest next week. Uh, we'll be talking to a we're gonna call it a mystery guest at this point. You will love him. He is our neighbor. He's also in the business in the in used to be in the production. He's retired to go on to loftier um, work. But uh, he's going to be talking to us. We have been having a blast uh, hanging out in the pandemic in the backyard, socially distanced uh, over a puppy. We'll get into that. Uh, and that's how I cornered him into asking him to be on the podcast. I had to, he's a formidable guy, uh, this person. So it took me a lot to sort of uh, screw up my courage to ask him. So I kind of <laughs> sucker punched him when we were looking after a, a, a nine-week-old puppy in my backyard. It's, uh, you'll, I'll explain. I'll explain what that means. But um, we'll be back with that. Um, any, you guys have got anything, any recommendations besides, you know, what we sort of said here? Like, love yourself. I've been, um, I want to recommend a YouTube show. Um, I've been watching, uh, with Trixie, Trixie Mattel and Katya <laughs> Zamolachkova. And I highly recommend it. It has been getting me through the last couple of months of this pandemic. They're just two drag queens talking about all kinds of topic topics and it's hilarious, and it's, I believe it's spelled U-N-H, all capital, and then three lowercase H's. Okay, you knew I was going to ask you how to spell that, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see you, like, uh. watching that a lot, and I feel like I need to do, because for the longest time, I didn't watch 90 Day Fiance, and uh, my friend Angie, our friend of the podcast, Angie, was like, you got to watch, you got to watch, you got to watch it. So me and Janelle have been perched on the couch waiting for, we call him the baby Billy Eilish, because I don't think they've fully settled on the name we're waiting for billy eilish to mm -hmm. be born so we've been uh hanging out on the couch barnacling to the couch and watching uh 
feeling better about ourselves by watching the misfortunes of others. And I, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to, I see you watching the show. So I'm going to watch the show because I feel like it's good. And then I'm starting to listen to your podcast because I've gotten far enough into Avatar where I know that I can like, I can listen. So, and if you're not Work listening bitch. to the Avatar Hour podcast uh, with Kayla and Andre, you are missing out. It's really good. If you're a fan of Avatar, uh, it's on Netflix right now. Uh, the Avatar Last Airbender, you should watch, you should watch the show and you should listen to them. It's like the perfect companion. I really like oh, what you thanks. guys talk about. It's really it's super fun. Uh, yeah, we won't wait 15 days or a month or however hell long it was. Uh, I think we had Skinner on September 5th, so 15 days. We didn't mean to take a break, yeah. but it felt like three months. But yeah, it felt like three months. You know, we didn't break up. Nobody's mad. Uh, we just our uh, shit started happening. So if we late wait long enough, uh, there'll probably be a comet and some dragons. But you know. Yeah, that's November. We'll we'll put that off until then. Yeah, until then we'll we'll see you next week. Uh, we hope you guys are taking care of yourself and getting plenty of sleep, developing your story, making sure you get out of this, which you need to get out of the uh, whatever this is pre-apocalypse time. And yeah, go to go to a store and get as much Halloween goodness as your wallet will let you do before you know. Don't yeah. don't do that in lieu of food or rent. But <laughs> if you got some coin. <laughs> Got a little mm-hmm. extra room and that skinny ass unemployment check. Extra three hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, at least at least spend about twenty dollars. Certify your FEMA check. Go, That's go right. to thrift stores. Go yes. to thrift stores. Yes. They they have all really good Halloween decorations. Or just come over to my house really and look low in the cost. closets. I, I got a car <laughs> show happening. What did you say, Ian? Uh, certify. certify your your uh, your FEMA check. Yes. I think you get you get up to twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. Make sure you do that. That's an extra twelve hundred bucks. See, and you can you can peel off a few bucks in that for your spooky scary. If you drive by Lisa and Ian's house at the right time, they'll be throwing out clothes yes. out the window that you could use for costumes. Got costumes so. for you. Just just roll by the house, honky horn. I'll throw some <laughs> shit out the window that you can do something spooky scary with. I got clothes going back to the fucking forties <laughs> up in this motherfucker. So <laughs> it's got to be a special honk. Let's do three short honks and then one long honk. Got and it. And then that's it. You'll know. You know. You'll know. All right. We're going to get on out of here and we'll see you uh, next time. And just remember, no matter what happens, we love you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <sighs>